In our latest survey, the impact of 2020 on advisors and advice, 70% of advisors agree that the COVID crisis will have a lasting long-term impact on their practice. It will have a downstream effect on asset managers as well. The survey suggests that a year from now, it's likely most advisors will split their time between their office and their home to conduct business. 59% of advisors believe that the use of virtual meetings will increase, forcing distribution organizations to rethink the traditional roles of sales and marketing. Marketing in particular has to evolve from its historic remit of sales enablement to sales partner, leveraging its digital and social assets to focus on customers and prospects that sales can't or shouldn't focus on. Smart marketing organizations refuse to leave an advisor experience to chance and are leading the way in building customer journey maps. In effect, synchronizing every activity with a client or prospect that pulls them through an experience funnel with the goal of deepening the relationship to mutual benefit. Traditionally, these maps detail each touch point with an organization as a client moves from point A to point B in a predominantly linear fashion. But with digitization and the introduction of new technology, the structure of today's client journey map resembles a more complicated reality of interaction. So how can asset managers develop a deep understanding of client touch points? What tactics deliver the necessary insights to create an intelligent client journey map? Welcome to The Point. I'm your host, Matt Schiffman, Principal with Distribution Insight. Today, we're going to look at the evolution of client journey mapping and how digitization has unlocked critical insights through data, while also creating a more complex landscape to navigate. Specifically, we'll discuss how asset managers can use new technologies to improve the client journey. And here to discuss it with me is my guest, Kristen Kulik-Peters. Hello, Kristen, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Kristen Kulik-Peters is the Managing Director, Global Head of Digital Client Experience for DWS. She's a 25-year veteran in the business and an expert in using data and analytics to improve the client experience. Kristen previously held senior marketing roles at Invesco, Morgan Stanley, and Dreyfus. Kristen, given your background having worked at some big-name investment organizations, let's start with your experience of how technology and data have influenced marketing strategies and what has changed about the client experience. What can you share about that with us? Sure, Matt. I think, first of all, marketing in general has evolved considerably. Marketing and financial services is no longer strictly sales support. Marketing has the ability to engage clients in a meaningful way, and in some cases, in more ways than our salespeople can cover in a particular territory. So we're essentially able to deliver what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. The evolution of technology and the use of data has really been the catalyst for this evolution. So this is a dramatic shift, is it not, of marketing and marketing's role and perception of marketing's role in the organization. What has to happen to enable marketing to you know, partner better with sales as those lines blur? So I think it's essential that sales and marketing work really closely together. The strategy has to be hand in hand. We can't operate separately as a marketing organization and have a different strategy from a sales organization. It starts with knowing and understanding who is it that we're trying to serve, right? Who is the right client for the products and services that we have to offer? Where can we add value to that particular client? That baseline understanding is first and foremost, and that's a unified strategy. Then as the evolution of the segmentation evolves, that's where sales and marketing have to partner together in developing the client journey. 
Where does sales play a role? Where does marketing play a role? Kristen, when you think about segmentation, given the access to data that distribution organizations have today, what data is critical in helping parse through the right type of advisor for your organization? First of all, I think that the information that the wholesalers are able to provide based on their relationships with the clients is invaluable. That that first-party data is not something that you're able to get anywhere else, of course. But additionally, understanding the client more from a behavioral aspect to me is, is essential. Knowing and understanding what information is of interest to them can be captured on the back end of a marketing automation tool. It can be captured from a third party. So I think knowing and understanding the client from a behavioral aspect, in addition to the relationship aspect, is is essential. I want to take you to the conversation around client journey mapping. And for those who really aren't familiar with it, how would you describe it to somebody who doesn't quite understand what client journey mapping is? Client journeys allow us to remain front and center with our clients. Those firms, those asset managers that don't take this seriously will lose. Human behavior is dictating how financial advisors are engaging with asset managers. The client journey mapping, understanding the behaviors as a result of those touch points, understanding the cues being given to us by our clients, prospects, are essential to the future success of asset management. With Amazon, you have to go to Amazon, right? You go to Amazon. They certainly know you. They're going to serve up what they think that you need at any given time. I feel like for, for an asset manager, you have to not only know your client and serve up what you think that they want, but you have to be where they are, right? You have to be front and center as often as you constantly can be, and you have to constantly be providing value. Designing that customer journey, in my opinion, is what is so essential and what's so critical to our future. There is so much noise in the marketplace and there are so many opportunities to get lost that every touch point has to be meaningful. As you think through with the organization how to build a specific client journey map for a particular type of advisor, how do you decide which activities get placed on that map and who executes them? So journey mapping is is an exercise that we go through as an organization with our sales organization. This is a coverage and a marketing exercise. Together, we determine what, what that journey will look like. Again, we always start the journey externally focused, right? So where are the clients that we're trying to attract? And there are different journeys for different life cycles right? So if you're trying to attract a prospect to your platform, again, you're going to have to be where they are. If this is an existing client that you want to expose either a new service or a new product to them, you might start in a different, a different way. But again, it's always a combination. It's a discussion between sales and marketing. And then together, we'll map it out. What is the first thing somebody needs to learn about us? So if there's a particular topic that we want people to become interested in, you know, because it's a a core competency of ours or it's something that new that we have to offer, we have to convince them that they should consider us for this, right? 
So it might be a series of emails. It might be a series of emails that lead them to a registration to a webinar. Once they've registered for a webinar and attended a webinar, there's a series of communications that come after that. Once the engagement is there and we understand the behaviors that are happening on behalf of the financial advisors, we can trigger a point in time where it's necessary to have an outgoing conversation. What you always want, though, is you want there to be engagement. You want the financial advisor to engage with you. Once that begins to happen and you're starting to communicate and interact, then you can start to develop a relationship. I'm curious, from your point of view, what is the biggest challenge in adopting a client journey map? What are the potential pitfalls? When you say that, what comes to mind is when it's over-engineered, right? Mm -hmm. People are not robots. You can't predict what action they're going to take next, right? A lot of things happen in life that influence your decisions on a day-to-day basis. So I think when you over-engineer journeys where they can't be flexible, where you can't be iterative or you can't be agile, I think that's probably one of the biggest pitfalls that I see. You need to understand the behaviors throughout the client journey and be able to augment based on that. The last thing that you want to do is continue on with a pre-described journey for an individual when they've already demonstrated to you an action, right? Where they either engaged with you and you've started a dialogue or they've said to you in not so many words that they are not interested. So continuing to go out to a potential client or to an existing client with information that is not consistent with the behaviors that they've shared with you is is something that nobody ever wants to do. You have to think about it from your own point of view, right? You you don't appreciate it when, when you have a relationship with a particular firm and then all of a sudden they're speaking to you as if they don't know you, right? you need to develop that trust and it happens over time. Once they feel like you're adding value and once they feel like you understand them. How do you measure the impact of the individual activities that you've built into the uh, client journey map? What does the data tell you? So of course there are, you know, basic metrics, clicks, views, click-throughs, all of those types of metrics, opt-in notifications, mm-hmm. all of those things are positive attributes, but it's looking at it as a whole, right? So I think another pitfall also is when you're looking at a piece of data in particular, one piece of data, you send out one email communication, let's just say, and it comes back and it says, you know, there was only a 1% view rate or a click-through rate. Looking at one piece of data in isolation is an issue. You have to look at the behaviors of that particular individual as a whole. Ultimately, what we all want to to get to is is to the one-to-one marketing. When you can engage directly on a one-to-one level, then that's when you're truly able to measure the impact. And it's possible. Data allows it to be possible the tools and the technology allow it to be possible. What advice would you give to a counterpart, another firm who was looking to begin this process of customer journey mapping? What what would you share with them that would help better facilitate their success in this exercise? So I would say, make sure that your data is clean, 
Make sure that you have all of the inputs necessary to make informed segmentation decisions. I would say most definitely involve your sales counterparts. Do this together. This needs to be a combined effort, no doubt. And then agree on what you want your outcomes to be, right? What does success look like? Agree on what that looks like. The other thing I would add is walk before you can run. You know, take baby steps. This is this is not something that you can jump right into. It's something that will evolve over time. And before you get too progressive or or design very complex journey maps, I would say start small, test it, evolve, because it's it's easy to to move forward then, but it's it's much more difficult to take things away. So let's get to the point. Kristen, if we were to compare marketing campaigns five years ago to marketing campaigns today, what's the difference? How have they changed? And give us an example. So five years ago, marketing campaigns were sales-driven and they were product-focused. Marketing produced a brochure, a pitch book, maybe some advertising we would do surrounding the product, maybe some direct mail, some email communications, but it was very much sales support. Today, marketing is very much in the driver's seat, right? We have the ability through data and through technology to touch more people, more clients, more prospects in more ways than our sales organization can. And I would absolutely agree. In fact, I would say, just like if I could add something to that, is that the complexity of the advisor business model today demands the use of data to better respond and integrate all of your activities, whether it be sales or marketing, in a way that deepens that relationship and moves it across and along the relationship funnel. Kristen, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Kristen, thank you for joining me and thank you to those listening. Please join The Point next time when we will further explore the intersection between data and execution. Till then. Mm-hmm.